Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of Insights. Oh my God, I forgot the intro. <laughs> you're getting old. <laughs> I haven't done it in so long. What's been up? Like two weeks. Don't, it's been like two right, weeks. Right? I know, but the problem is this other show starts differently. So uh, you're challenging yourself. Just, I I'm confusing myself. Ready? Three, uh-huh. two, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of insights today. Oh my God. Today I'm joined by this is embarrassing. This is, this is, what do you I know say? what this is? This is seeing what? like, this is seeing like the best player in the, in the, uh, in the league, just just starting to fall apart. His game's falling Throwing apart. Throwing air balls, man. Shooting <laughs> yeah. air balls from, from inside the three-point line. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm watching right now. Oh, my God. I'm falling apart. It's like he can make this shot. Why isn't he making the shot? It's like, I don't know. Sonny's getting old. <laughs> They're going to have to put him down after this game. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Three, two. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of Insights. I genuinely that's, don't remember what to say. That's not it. That's not it. I don't know what it is, but that's not it. We're just going to shoot from the hip. We're changing the intro. We're going to say what's up, and then we're going from there. Three, two, what's up, and welcome to Insights. I'm your host, Brad Biley, Haley Marketing's Director of Digital Marketing, joined today by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're feeling good, Brad. How are you? Matt, I'm feeling great, man. It was a heck of a weekend. Had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Hanging Christmas lights, man. If I'm going to be honest with you, I've been tinkering with Christmas lights, and uh, it's going pretty well. You're the modern day Clark Griswold, um, as we are midway through December, and the, the the official Christmas season is rapidly approaching. Um, we're in the middle of Hanukkah for those who celebrate, and it's just uh, rapidly coming for um, the end of the calendar year. Matt, are you ready for 2024? When you think about like where you're at, I know you're a goal setter. You like to plan. You're you're pretty meticulous with numbers. It felt like this year went freaking fast, buddy. Sure, we're getting old, um, like all of us. It, it probably, that's what they say. Time goes faster. You know, I think the 2024 thing. I have started to subscribe to the theory of not relying on the calendar to set the goal. There's still time bound ish, but. You know, the I somebody, I don't know if Weight Watchers did this once, but anyway, the why wait to New Year's, like start in December. I, I got a treadmill, like I need to run, like go now. Why wait till January 1st? And it's for, to each your own, right? For me, I can do that. For other people, they might need the the hard, fast January 1st to get them, to get them going. So um, am I ready for 2024? The answer is probably no, but I don't know if I need to be. I actually like that a lot too. Gary Vee has said the same thing. Um of just like your day one is tomorrow. It doesn't need to be January 1st. If you want to do something, make day one tomorrow, right? Or make day one right now. If you want to go to the gym it, at time of recording, it's one eighteen. go tonight. Why wait till January, right? Like there's no need to wait. I, I'm with you on that too. 
I like a time bound of, I want to do X by the 31st. I've always been that way, but at the same regard, if I want to change something, I don't, I'm not going to wait for, for a certain day on a calendar to do that. So what do you say, man, you want to get to the show? Yeah, let's go. Matt, I want to talk about AI and specifically, I want to talk about AI in the content creation process. It's not there anymore, but when we had started talking about brainstorming for the show, LinkedIn was enabling AI posting. You would go into, I I saw it on mobile and I sent you the screenshot. You'd go into create a post on LinkedIn. You'd click generate with AI. You'd type in, I think it was a hundred characters of what you wanted the post to be about and it would give you a post. I hated everything about it. What are your thoughts about AI in the content creation process? I hate's a strong word. Um, my father always told told me that, but I think I disliked it. I know you lot. can hate it if you hate it with the passion every second of the day. Then um, stay passionate. Sure. So I see where they're coming from, but as good marketing, just relying on that generate content is not where we need to be. Yeah, that's my thought. I would agree. I, it, it it takes away every ounce of authenticity. It takes away every ounce of you being a human. If you think about at its core, social media, we're here to post on social media to have thoughts and have takes and have opinions and, and share what's on your mind, right? I, I think it was um, Twitter that used to say what's on your mind or what's happening was their prompt when you went into post. Automating that to me feels like we get away from what the core of social media is, which is sharing what's on our mind. When we're on LinkedIn and we're sharing productivity tips or we're sharing what's going on or we share anything, we should have a voice, Matt. And and as I alluded to on last episode, the best content that I produced in October was when I had a voice. So for us to fully automate that, it feels like we're getting away from what these platforms were made for in the first place. As we as we move into year two of of really, really AI taking over, not taking over, but becoming more commonplace. This discussion feels like one of the core um, just discussions right now. The core challenges of using AI for the for to help versus just totally relying on AI. And as I've seen you, you know, you talk, you just sometimes dig into Chat GPT and, and get lost in the prompts and, and learn about it because that's probably the best way to do that. What's the balance? What's the balance to using that? Because it it obviously is still good, but just hundred percent relying on it. That's not the answer here. December, 2023. I'm going to steal a, a, a quote from Liza on our team. We were meeting the other day talking about chat GPT. And she told me that she feels like chat GPT is her personal assistant. And the second she said it, I totally agreed with her. And, and I've been using that, that verbiage lately too. Chat GPT is your personal assistant at your fingertips, at your disposal to answer questions, help with whatever you might need and get you started, and get you on your way. And and that's from, I have these 15 things in my refrigerator, help me make dinner tonight, to I want to gain 10 pounds by you know this time next summer, but do it the right way, what should I be eating? To I need a workout program, but you know I have a shoulder issue, what should I be doing? To we desperately need a better way to showcase our value proposition to light industrial clients in Buffalo, New York. Here's what our value proposition is. What should some of our our sell sheets look like? What should our emails look like? And using it as an assistant to help sort of get you started, Matt. From there, though, 
you still need to go to work and do the work and edit and revise and give it a tone and give it some personality. I don't, Matt, think it's the the solution to get you all the way there, but it can start you on the right path. So where is it failing? That LinkedIn experiment. It's right now, right now on, we're recording December 11th. It's failing for me in the personalization and the tonality and the cadence and the personality that we as humans are. And, and let me be super clear. That matters to me as someone who is very meticulous with their personal brand and who they are and making sure that the content I share is up to my own standards, which are probably higher than they should be, but that's who I am and that's what I do. Using AI to create content for myself doesn't work because it doesn't have my voice. Now, as I say that, there are ways to give it a voice and, and we're getting there. But again, where does it fail right now? There. Where it can help though, is let's say I want to write on or I want to create show topics or I want to come up with show ideas or heck, I used it last week. I had a I had a call with a prospect and I asked it to give me 15 questions that I might ask off of copy on their website. It got my brain going. It got me started as if it was a personal assistant, as if I was asking an intern, hey, I'm about to call Matt's staffing firm. I don't know anything about them. Can you just give me a couple you know, notes? Give me some sort of production notes ahead of my call. It helps me there. I love the personal assistant analogy. Shout out, Liza. Um, that that's great, and that's that's yeah. where it's working right now. And this isn't the topic we talked we thought about, but I heard another podcast on how people are now using GPT AI, other solutions. Like Brad, you talked about fifteen things in my fridge. What should I make for dinner? Because that's what I have. People are going yeah. there, yeah. instead of Google. Can I tell you I, honestly, and I, I, I swear to you, um, I, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to take a pause on the podcast here. And if you're watching live on YouTube or, or we can do it real time, um, my, one of my last searches in chat GPT, is there value in a cheat day or week off when you're working out? Literally a question you would ask Google. Um, from there I was at, I was at home Depot buying lights for my, my house. How many feet is the average perimeter of a house window? because I wanted to know if I should buy one box over the other. And it gave me, I mean, three paragraphs of what the average window perimeter is. I am absolutely using ChatGPT instead of Google search right now. And I'm not saying that we should throw out SEO and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but but, but Matt, I am living proof that I'm absolutely, when in a situation where I have a question, opening the GPT app instead of going to Google. Well, you can't throw out the SEO because ChatGPT or whatever Google Bard is going to be, they're going to scan websites to bring that in. So you still need the well-optimized website regardless of where Brad's going to search for the perimeter length of the average window to buy his Christmas lights. So it, it all tied together. And this is kind of a, a weird winding segment, but um, the personality needs to still be there. And that's where relying on giving prompts AI can be, it just, it isn't there yet. It's, it's not. And I think it also just comes back to principles that we've talked on insights frequently. You and I believe in the value of a personal brand that people want to work with a business because they get comfortable with an individual and they want to give their business to that person. They want to work with Matt. They want to work with Brad. They want to work with whoever, right? They, they want to work with a company because they've met the individual. They're comfortable with the individual. They have a relationship with that individual and then they move forward and do business with the company. When we automate a lot of that, 
and in this is again on December 11th. This could change drastically by this time next year, and, and part of me hopes it does. You lose that human element, and to me, that's where we're getting most of our business from. You know, you look at the staffing and recruiting industry. How many people can you name with strong personal brands, recruiters in our industry? The number is low. The barrier to entry to being a fantastic recruiter with a strong personal brand is pretty easy right now because really I can think of maybe three or four. If you want to be the best recruiter in Buffalo, New York, it's not going to take that much work to be super, super visible on social media in doing so. If we automate all of that though, you no longer have authenticity and you're just sort of exhaust of what everybody else is. Commodity. Say again? Sorry, I'm cutting you off. You're a commodity. You're yeah. a commodity. And, and that's going to blend right into our, our next segment of why the heck can our industry figure out how to differentiate itself? You know, if we're just a commodity, why would anybody work with you? There's, there's no value in Matt's staffing firm over Brad's staffing firm. If we're truly just competing on price or we're just competing on the notion of, hey, I'm sure your other vendor you know, failed you one time too many. Well, come over to us, Matt. It, it, it is, it's, it's commodity driven, but honestly, man, and, and maybe it's because I've had so many conversations in the last two weeks with people talking about sales. Again, the barrier to entry to being different is so low because so many people are trying to be just like everybody else, or they don't know how to think for themselves to be different. So they just come out like everybody else. The barrier is so low right now. It's so easy to be different and unique and not even be anything other than yourself. Just be unique. Talk to me. Segment two. We'll, we'll call it officially segment two. It's a roll. It's a rolling show today. It's a rolling show. End of the year. End of the year. There are no rules. Um, yeah. The differentiation. I, I actually read a newsletter the other day that talked about the, actually, um, today is from James Ellis, who does a lot of EVP employer play value proposition. Um, consulting and just education in the industry. And he talked about, you know, how companies struggle with this, but his example was think about pizza. What kind of pizza do you like? Do you like New York style, Chicago style, Detroit style? Do you want stuffed crust, normal crust, flat crust? All the pizza companies differentiate their product because they want Brad to get the pizza he wants. So he comes back and buys more pizza. Very realistic example like those just think new york style detroit style and chicago style even just new york and chicago different so why don't companies do that because the reason a company needs to do that it's okay if you don't get everybody it's okay if i don't want to buy chicago style pizza because it's a casserole i want a flat new york style pizza it's that's where differentiation is successful it's in attracting the right candidate, business partner, whatever it is, B2B, B2C. That's where it's important. And that's where the industry needs to accept it because we're always so scared of differentiating and turning away business and candidates when really it needs to be flipped and embraced. You had to take, uh, I won't be able to find it now. It's, it's probably been a year or two ago about how the right decision is to say no to business and a better decision is to say no to candidates. When you can't help a candidate or or you don't have the right role of, of sort of helping them, right? Here's here's Matt's staffing firm. He he places nurses. We don't. Instead of saying, you know what? Everyone come to us. We have jobs. 
being so laser focused in, we only place welders. This is what we do. This is our lane. Uh, again, I'm not gonna be able to find the show because I, I candidly don't remember when you said it, but I, I still use that reference in talks and in other episodes. It's interesting because I have an example of this too. Wow. A lot of examples when you leave your house and go out to the real world and do some shopping. But anyway, I was trying to buy some hockey cards <laughs> for my daughter the other day and I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I'm like, hey, do you have any hockey cards? And the guy's like, ah, I don't think so. But he goes, you know what? David Adams down the street probably does. And I'm like, you know what? That's really nice. Why didn't you call me? It's a separate conversation. We'll take that offline. You know I'm into sports cards though. Why wouldn't you have texted I, me? I understand. You know, it, it, you bought me a pack too. I bet you didn't want me to know because you sent your friendly host a pack. It was a last minute. <laughs> I needed something because St. Nick was coming real soon the next day and the shoes were out and I had about an hour window. So anyway, <laughs> we were scrambling. We were scrambling. We are scrambling. Anyway, it that's where, but I went to a business. He told me if he couldn't help me, they sent me somewhere else to another place and that builds a little equity. Like, okay. It wasn't just like, oh, sorry, man. I can't help you. Screw you. Have a nice day. It's here you go. Matt, with with differentiation, you know, and, and why haven't we figured it out to kind of bring it back to that? I I think one, as a as a stereotype, we don't know what differentiates us. We don't know our true value. We don't know our specific value to our clients. We don't know what makes us unique. Um, and if we do, and our CEO or our COO or our CFO know it, it's not getting cascaded down to our sales teams, to our frontline recruiters, to our junior level team members who are just starting. And they can't vocalize that and articulate it on phone calls. So when they're prospecting, when they're calling people, they don't know what to say because they don't have the script. They haven't been trained the right way. And when we think about differentiation and why you should work with you know, your staffing firm over somebody else, Matt's pizza analogy is perfect. Are you selling pizza or are you selling Chicago deep dish? Are you just posting, hey, we're hiring, we have jobs? Or are you being super laser focused into who you can help, what their challenges are, what their pain points are, the jobs and the, and the career um, support that you can provide to them? What are you doing to be different? And, and Matt, I said it at the top of this segment, and I'll say it again, observing the industry now for 10 years, having the opportunity to chat with thousands of people, the barrier to entry to being different is fairly low because as a stereotype, we're all sort of grouped in doing the same thing. So I would challenge your friends to be a little different, be unique, be yourself. Good things will happen. Matt, you got anything else on that one? No, I think it's it's not being afraid of the differentiation is the hardest part for companies to get past. And once you can and lean into it, um, it should help. All right, then let's talk about 2024 and setting those annual goals. Matt, what do you think? You want to just do a recap of setting smart goals on this segment? Sure. Friends, if we're looking at our annual goals for 2024, please, please make sure they're smart goals. They're specific, they're measurable, they're achievable, they're realistic, and they're time-bound. If we are just saying we need more job orders, we need more application submittals, and we don't have quantifiable metrics that let us know if we were successful, then friends, we are hoping and we are wishing. And in an industry where I'm talking to people who are down 51% year over year, we cannot hope and wish anymore. We need to be incredibly strategic in every single thing that we do. And that starts with having defined goals. That starts with having defined benchmarked KPIs and knowing if what we're doing is successful every step of the way. 
Matt, what else you got on that one, man? That was a heck of a rant. Yeah, it's great. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about smart goals in the past. Um, you know, the January 1st provides a natural break and it's, it's important. I think, you know, the goals, you know, I think it's best to, to have that big goal, but then you break it down and, and break it down into smaller chunks. If it's monthly, if it's weekly, which can be tough sometimes, um, cause the roller coaster can be a little bit, but monthly, quarterly, um, that helps you reach that bigger goal. If you focus on that process and, um, one thing we definitely always talk about, and I think you do a really good job of this. I try to do a little bit better of a job of it too, is, is celebrate those wins. Um, when you reach a milestone along the way, it's not just, I set, start my goal on January 1, 2024, and I'm only going to celebrate it if we reach it on December 31st, 2024, 366 days later, because it's a leap year. It's it's looking at it monthly and quarterly. If we got there, great. Give ourselves you know some positive reinforcement and um, to help us reach that goal that we have that we want to achieve. You got to reward yourself along the way. I mean, it is a lot mm-hmm. of work to work towards a goal. You put yourself through a lot, right? And if you think, uh, I, I, I know I equate a lot of things back to the gym just because that's kind of my world right now. You know, every time I complete a program, I buy a new pair of gym shoes. It's what I do, right? I, I, it, it took a, a global pandemic to get me into shoes, Matt, surprisingly. Uh, during the COVID pandemic, I started buying more shoes just because I, it felt interesting. I don't know. I never wore them because we didn't leave the house, but whatever. But now, yes, we have annual goals. I know what I want to do. I know where I want to be. But the the stepping stones along the way, when I complete a program, I get a new pair of gym shoes. Uh, also, I think it's just good for your back and your your legs and your your overall well-being if you're not wearing the same old tattered shoes when you're trying to lift heavy weight. Just a, a friendly disclaimer to everyone listening. If you're using the same gym shoes that you've had for a couple of years, you're probably doing more detriment to your back and your joints because you're, you don't have the stability that you need, but that's a conversation for a different day. Anyway, Matt, if you're looking at setting a goal of business growth and development, sales growth and development, application submittals, and you know, you want, you know, let's call it a thousand more welding applications by June 1st. Well, when you get to 250, when you get to 500, 750, what are you going to do to reward your team for getting there? Or if you're looking at placements and you know you want to make 25% more placements in a very specific vertical by June 1st, what are you going to do when you get 12 12.5% of the way there and reward your team for getting halfway there? How are you going to celebrate those wins? Because that is important to keep you going when things get difficult. So Matt, again, if we're looking at 2024 goals, we need to make sure they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Buddy, we got one more show for 2023, man. This isn't it. We got one more before we get into 2024. We got our grab bag of best segments of the year coming up. That'll drop really the last week of the year, man. But uh, it's been a heck of a journey with you, buddy. We got one more in 2023. Otherwise, we think you want to get out of this one. I think we're good to go. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com and be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Bailey.